0: That there was uh, the uh, President uh, last night, President Salah Ramaphosa, addressing the nation on uh, the uh, uh, report released by the Public Protector on Friday and uh, uh, indicating that uh, it certainly uh, was flawed from his perspective and the perspective of his legal team and uh, contained numerous factual inaccuracies of a material nature. And the big question we're asking ourselves this evening under the microscope is uh, what do we make uh, of, uh, I guess, how the uh, President... And the presidency has responded uh, to this uh, particular issue here. And uh, what uh, kinds of uh, puzzles and all manner of conundrums uh, does this uh, particular issue of the funding of the CR17 campaign and uh, the subsequent report by the Public Protector uh, flare up in our political economy? And I'm joined on the line by uh, Makwasini Mkhitwe. He's a communication strategist and political commentator. And he joins us now on the line. Mkhlega good evening to you and uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, good evening,
1: and uh, good evening to your
0: listeners, and thank you very much for having me. Uh, Mr. Bukit, what do you make of, uh, I guess, uh, the political mood in the country uh, uh, right now? Uh, we saw, uh, uh, you know, with that report coming out on Friday. We saw the uh, president responding uh, last night, and then the constitutional court judgment early on this morning. And we know the public is back in the courts tomorrow morning, of course, to... Uh, I engage with uh, the process that uh, Department of Public Enterprise Minister Pravin Gordon has set underway to interdict some of the remedial uh, actions suggested in her report, uh, looking at his uh, own uh, conduct and exercise of his executive authority. What do you make of all of these uh, issues before the courts, before the commissions, before uh, all manner of uh, issues and uh, even some of the spy allegations thrown about last week?
1: Look, I, I, I don't think that um, this is a terribly positive time for the country. I don't think that um, uh, we would want to be in this space uh, for much longer. We would uh, want these issues to be resolved as soon as possible. Because, um, in um, you know, in, in credit to the president, um, he did raise the issue that the Chapter 9 institution, and um, particularly that of the Office of the Public Protector, is a very important one. And um, we wouldn't want for there to be doubts about that office. Uh, we wouldn't want to find ourselves where all the time we will have to second-guess the decisions of the public protector. But we also do not want to have to be in a space where we have a president who is being accused of violating the Constitution and uh, the member, executive members be the that. So I, I don't think that it's a, it's a happy place for us as a country. I think it's a space that we would want to get out of as, uh, as soon as possible. But, um, you know, that said, um, you know, uh, in order for us to uh, deal with these things and never have to deal with them again, uh, courts will have to make, uh, you know, certain judgments. And and there would have to be a discussion also uh, about, uh, you know, the Office of the Public Protector. There will also have to be uh, a conversation also, which I think um, we are not having as South Africans, and it's a conversation that is very important for us to have, which is the conversation about why, uh, you know, the CR-17 campaign needed so much money. And uh, also, I think it should worry us if we find ourselves in a situation that, to be president of the ANC, the governing party, you need to raise so much money uh, in order for you to mm-hmm. run, uh, which would simply mean that immediately you exclude a lot of people. Sure. because Not, not many people have so much money, and not many people can raise or have friends, or not many people have access to people with so much money. Mm. So I think this has um, the uh, potential to turn the ANC into an elitist organization, Mm. that you have to be a billionaire
0: to be the president of the ANC. Makosin, just on that point, and I think it's a a crucial point in this uh, conversation here uh, about the president and how he's responded to uh, this report of the Public Protector, because uh, it makes one wonder whether or not we've entered the realm of godfather politics. Uh, you know, and uh, many people, I guess, who are familiar with the political system in Nigeria would uh, indicate, I guess, how important and crucial the role of money or having the backing of people with money is in one's uh, electoral prospects. Uh, and of course, that's at a, either a federal level or even at a national level there. But within the ANC, I mean, as a liberation movement, uh, t- to require those, you know, amounts of millions. Uh, uh, you've certainly been, I guess, uh, involved in some campaigns inside of the ANC. Is this something that is, uh, you know, a matter of course in the ANC or is it, I guess, a, a more sort of recent and contemporary development that uh, is, should elicit some concern?
1: Very good question. A Very good question. Let, let me put it to you this way. Um, recently, the most recent campaign I was involved in was that of the lindy yosu campaign mm. in 2017. We didn't have that kind of money. Um, uh, we started late and we didn't have money, but uh, we did make an impact, at least for a period of about three months when we were the fastest-growing campaign. Uh, you know, we were getting a lot of media coverage. But that's because we decided deliberately that we are, were going to find innovative ways of putting our campaign out there for people to know about us. But uh, let me tell you, Um, you can come up with the most brilliant strategy and brilliant campaign and the the campaign that reaches people. Uh, But if you do not have the money uh, to dispense, I'm not talking about money to spend, I'm talking about money to dispense. If you don't have money to dispense, if you don't have cash to dispense, you you, you may as well not even start.
0: Dispense to whom? To delegates. Uh, <laughs> no, no, because I need to dispense, and then, you know, look, look, who's the recipient? Yeah, yeah look,
1: I, I mean, I I, I also would want to be very careful. I don't want sure, to find sure. myself in any, in any sort of trouble. But I'm, I'm just saying to you that, you know, uh, there is money that is spent on uh, booking, Uncle, uh, like the president correctly pointed out, booking out venues, Renting transport for people, providing them with food, providing them with t-shirts, which are very expensive. Uh, And I I don't know if, um, you know, uh, uh, many of your uh, listeners would know this, uh, that, you know, to to fill up a stadium, uh, let's say a stadium like uh, Orlando Stadium, Mm. you get about 10 million rand. Uh, yeah, uh, because, you know, if you look at a T-shirt, a T-shirt maybe is 100 uh, hundred rand each. You've got to feed the people. You've got to provide the transport. Well, these are poor people. They cannot spend anything on their own. And in order for you to make it uh, interesting and exciting, uh, to entice them to come to the stadium, there has to be some other goodies, you know, that bring them to the stadium. So it becomes a very, very expensive um, uh, project to, mm. to, to, to run an election. So you, you've got those costs. Sure. Which are associated with you procuring,
2: mm. but
1: uh, there, there are also costs that are associated with dispensing. So sure. a person would um, would say to you, for instance, "Look, um, we, we, we 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 like uh, what you stand for or what you're saying, but what are you going to do for us? You know? So there, you know, it, then it becomes making. But I'm saying." Uh, The the fact that, you know, uh, ANC elections, when the ANC is a mass-based party, which is a a party of people who are mainly poor, Mm. people who cannot even afford to pay membership fees, and to make it uh, so expensive for someone to be elected president of the ANC, I think it does have the potential to turn the ANC into an elitist party, but if the ANC wants to be an elitist party, that's fine. That's the ANC's problem.
2: Mm. But for
1: us as South Africans, here is the problem. It simply means that those who are already rich can be able to bankroll political parties and political parties will do what they want.
2: Because exactly.
1: There's no one who's going to give you 10 million rand and then there's, there's something that they want from yeah. you in return. And I think we can see the evidence here. It's very clear. We are the most unequal society in the world. Mm. The rich are getting richer the poor are just getting social grants. Mm-hmm. So you can see that the investment of those who have money into the political sure. system is bearing fruit for them. Okay.
0: I'm in conversation with uh, Makosini Mkhitwa, communication strategist and uh, political commentator, and I'd love to hear your perspectives. Uh, do share those with us. Give us a ring on 089-110-3377. 089-110-3377. Now, any now, indo, uh, about Makosini that I wanted us to maybe take a look at? Is uh, uh, And I was uh, flagging this issue to to many of our listeners earlier on that uh, often people think, you know, the the implicit expectation on the part of those who generously give to some of these campaigns is just about contracts. And uh, uh, I certainly get a sense, certainly from from not only experiences here in South Africa, but globally, that there's also, I guess, you know, uh, uh, using that kind of money to influence certain particular policy outcomes uh, that would be beneficial to certain interests. And so uh, I made the case Um, earlier on that, you know... know, mm,
2: let,
1: let, let me say, you know, I just get so over, overcome, overwhelmed, you know, when you ask that question. And, and, and I'm very, very happy to, to answer the question for you. You know, for me, best case scenario, mm. this is the best case scenario, is that if you give me 10 million rands, it's because you want a contract to build a road. Because that is very easy for me to audit, you know. Uh, I'll say... For 100 million, I expect so many kilometers of road. You live at so many kilometers of road. i got uh, my money's worth as a citizen, as a South African citizen. Mm. Okay, so for me, that is the least of my worries. Sure. For me, the main worry is people who spend that kind of money, my brother, are not looking for contracts. No. These Mm. are people who are looking to influence thinking of the government, influence legislation, influence regulation. And again, it's already there. Everybody can see it. If you take small businesses, are struggling, right? Small businesses are having it rough. And if you look at big businesses, they are prospering, they've got reserves, they've got billions that they are putting anywhere, somewhere, they're not investing it in the economy. They're making money. That's because the current uh, legislative framework and regulatory framework favors big business, and what is good for big business is usually bad for small business. As you can see, small businesses are struggling. Mm. So that's because the people with money can influence, uh, you know, legislation. They can influence, um, um, you know, the, all the, the policies of, uh, you know, whatever political movements are there. Because even opposition parties themselves do influence policy. They do influence legislation because they're in parliament and the pressure they take. So if you have rich people, if you have, let's say, the five richest families in South Africa, Mm. giving money to the ANC, to the DA, to the EFF, all these parties, when they are together in parliament, they are going to make sure that they don't step on the toes of the people who support them and when that happens inevitably uh, those who will suffer are those who do not have the money to buy that influence and it's black poor people which is why which may very well be the reason why you may find that black people still remain poor they're not going anywhere Mm. and um, you know white people who have always had it easy they're having it even easier they are wealthier than they were before.
0: So democracy is a scam, basically. We stand in queues under the sun uh, to hope, hopefully influence an outcome that is already predetermined. We, we can do something about it.
1: We can, we can all, as South African citizens say, let's
3: remove
1: this power of money in our politics. You see, uh, when you had uh, Cyril Ramaphosa uh, contesting Ngozoza Natlamini's rumour, uh, up to the last minute, we, we had no idea who was going to emerge as a winner. We had no clue who was going to emerge as a winner. Because that's not our business as South Africa. It's the business of the ANC. And the ANC is not going to tell us that uh, we chose to elect Cyril Ramaphosa instead of Antizak because of these reasons. We liked him on these points. We lied to him on his policy proposals, A, B, C, and D. So there's none of that. Uh, now, if those things, if elections are not, ele- uh, are not decided by ideas, mm. if they are not uh, uh, decided by policies, what are they decided by? And mm. it's money. So yeah. we, we have a situation where uh, I can say, uh, if you want to run for president of the, of the ANC or, and the president of the country, raise a billion rand hmm. right we will go and do what needs to be done and you become president and now you've got access to a budget of a trillion rand of
0: course yeah i'm in conversation with uh, and uh, i'd love to hear your perspectives on uh, this one and uh, similarly, with the picture that's been painted here uh, money trumps all and of course he who pays the piper calls the tune and uh, certainly no free lunch here and i don't think there's any benevolent a benefactor of anybody here who's just giving out money, doling out money, uh, without any influence or other, I guess, uh, interests in uh, return. And I'd love to hear your perspectives. Give us a ring: zero eight nine double one zero double three double seven. Let's take this brief break, but uh, Marcosine. And when we come back, we we'll continue our conversation and we take a look. I guess, at the role of the public protector and uh, the much-touted uh, uh, function that she plays in uh, what uh, many people are calling a comeback campaign. I'd love to hear your perspectives on that one as well. 17 minutes now it is, before 9pm. I'm in conversation with uh, communication strategist and political commentator Makosinim Kijwa and uh, we're talking and placing under the microscope this evening, of course, uh, some of the big things that have happened in the last week or so, uh, which uh, certainly, uh, I guess, indicate for all, to all of us uh, that uh, things are uh, changing and uh, not only uh, in a, a good way. And, uh, uh, but, Makosini, before we get into, I guess, the role and function of the public protector in uh, the, this much mooted uh, fight back campaign by some elements inside of the ANC, I'd love to hear your perspectives on what you make of uh, 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 President Cyril Ramaphosa's uh, public relations exercises in relation to some of the issues that have been raised, not only in this Public Protector's Report, but when they first came up in Parliament uh, in that question by Musi Maimane, And even in subsequent, I guess, uh, instances where some of these questions were posed, be it about Bosasa's contribution to his electoral campaign, and uh, even, I guess, uh, to uh, Kanita Hunter's question yesterday, which was, uh, do we really need so much money to run internal campaigns of political parties?
1: Look, I I think, um, one, let me start with a softer issue. Um, My own assessment of the president, um, and again, drawing from my experience uh, of 25 years in media and public relations, Mm. um, understanding how power works, how uh, politicians relate to their strategies and how they get briefed and all that. Uh, My own reading is that he is someone who relies a lot on scripts that are talking points uh, that are agreed on. And in the absence of such, uh, sometimes he finds himself wanting, because I think that may very well be the reason why he misspoke when he answered that question uh, regarding uh, the 500,000 and his son. Um, uh, because he would later concede that, uh, um, you know, that what he said was not 100% correct. I'm saying, um, one, there is that, uh, you know, public relations sleep, as it were, uh, that perhaps uh, could have been prevented. But also, uh, there is a question of, uh, in my view, there's a question of him sometimes saying things Uh, that uh, are not necessarily true just so that he can, um, you know, find his way out of that sticky situation Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. that particular Mm -hmm. time. And I think uh, he'll have to find a better way of deflecting and then to to be making definitive things and saying definitive things, you know, uh, instead of being able to um, equivocate, you know, or maybe buy himself some time. Again, that is uh, something that, he can be assisted with mm. might be and I think his office is attending to that but the the the, the question where again i uh, I was uh, thoroughly thoroughly disappointed by him was that he failed to provide leadership on the question of this funding that uh, you know uh, he had to raise in order for him to win an election mm. uh, he, he he seemed to make that feel and sound like it's OK, uh, even suggesting that other campaigns also received money. And uh, we were thinking that, uh, you know, had we had that kind of money, maybe we would have uh, put up a much, much better uh, campaign uh, that would have been perhaps a winning campaign with that, with that much money, because really we didn't have any. So uh, I'm, I'm saying we need to have a conversation about this issue of uh, you know, uh, political campaigns inside the ANC needing so much money. Mm-hmm. And I think he failed to provide leadership on that issue. And I think his attitude and how he sees the issue uh, puts him uh, uh, outside of the mainstream. Yeah. So the mainstream view in South Africa uh, by the majority of South Africans, those are people who matter, those are voters. Mm. I don't think that they agree with his attitude. I think he will have to find himself back into the mainstream thinking, uh, which is that that's a ridiculous amount of money to need uh, to, to run an election. Uh, if you're not getting this money um, from uh, you know members, where are you getting this money from? And whoever is giving you this money, what are they expecting from you? Can we really, really be comfortable, sleep well at night, mm, knowing mm. that in order for the president to win, uh, he needs to get money, or she needs to get money from a whole lot of people that we don't know. Some yeah. of them may be dodgy. So, so I think that there he failed to lead the conversation. Mm. Uh, he failed to, to 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 lead the nation in the conversation about this because all of us can do something to change the situation. It's not yeah. the correct situation. Yeah, yeah.
0: Let's talk briefly about the public protector and uh, I guess uh, her role and function uh, in this. Uh, you know, much spoken about comeback. Uh, of uh, certain elements inside of the ANC, many people suggesting uh, that uh, certainly as it relates to people who are seen to be in a certain camp in the ANC, uh, she's been quite overzealous in uh, getting those reports out and in uh, uh, putting out some of those investigations. and uh, maybe some of the other investigations of um, less influential people or uh, more obscure places in South Africa probably don't get the same attention.
1: You know, please allow me, and I would ask your your listeners also to allow me now to take off my cap. You know, take off the cap of a political commentator. You know,
0: Wh- and, which one are you putting and, and on now?
1: I'm I'm putting on one of a South African of okay, the sure. patriots, uh, and and somebody who has served this country in different capacities, and therefore, you know, has had some experience that he can share with his countrymen and women. Sure, you, you know. We started this habit in South Africans in the early 2000s that if we don't like what an organ of state is doing, we cast aspersions on that uh, uh, organ of state or cast aspersions on, on the official or officials, and um, uh, you, you will see what this has brought us. We had the Scorpions, which I had the privilege of being uh, the spokesperson of from the period of, uh, I think, essentially 2005 to 2007. Many people know me from there. And, you know, that unit... Sorry?
0: No, no, please continue, sir.
1: Uh, uh, Oh, yes, yes. Mm. I'm saying that unit was attacked. Uh, People said that it was being used for political, um, you know, uh, objectives, uh, etc. People who were working there were called names. People resigned, and eventually that unit was disbanded. And um, after it was disbanded, uh, you know, we also what happened, and and just corruption became rampant in the mm. country, right? And then we had the previous public um who was seen to be having uh, political uh, instructions from the CIA and elsewhere to destabilize the administration of Jacob Zuma. Okay, now uh, that public protector is gone, and Mr. Zuma is gone. We have a new public protector and a new president. The new public protector fines against the new president. Now we change our guns. Mm. now. We point them to the public protector, yeah. this public protector. So we see. when are we going to stop? All I'm saying is, It it could very well be that there is a political agenda behind this. I'm not saying there Mm.
2: is.
1: I'm saying let us not use media platforms and public platforms to to throw stones at a public institution because we are setting a precedent here. What is going to happen is next time you're going to have a popular public protector Mm. and an unpopular uh, president, and that president and his supporters or her supporters will do exactly
3: what
0: sure. is
1: being done now. What are we okay. going to say then? Let's pause the uh, so I think, I think, I put think the, Marcos best, in. the best thing to do, let courts handle those things okay. without us calling people who occupy sure. offices names.
0: Okay, we have to take a break. Seven minutes it is now before the top of the hour. And, uh, of course, I'd love to hear your perspectives. Uh, Do give us a ring of 89 110 double seven. Eddie Rakabe on Twitter saying, the funding of individual and party political campaigns should not be taken lightly. Zambia has and continues to forfeit billions in tax revenues because of the generous tax and incentive concessions and bargaining done by copper mines owners and uh, politicians during elections. And uh, uh, Budmakosin, I want you to just hold the line for me for a second there. We're also going to take uh, one caller uh, from Umlazi. Okay. Kolani, good evening Hi. to you.
3: Good evening, gentlemen. how are you?
0: I'm good, thanks, Kolani. Please go ahead.
3: Okay, yeah. Regarding this thing of funding, it becomes a serious issue because right now we don't know who's funding who because as uh, Mr. Mr is was saying, there's no way that you can put $20 million in, in a campaign without expecting something. Mm. Of which now, the, if you remember, there were Rupert at Nazareth there. Of which, I don't believe they are ANC members, but they've got a vested interest in influencing the, the winner. They put enough money, though at the moment not said how much they put, that they do. Of which, they, they influence a lot in terms of decision-making to whoever's going to win. Mm. And also, when you look back uh, after winning the election, when the Zuma was going to be removed, they went back to report to the white people who were there. Do you remember the Paul Marshatillis who were ex- explaining back to the white people about removing Zuma? Of which those people there, they were the ones who put a lot of money on the campaign of terrorism, of which then hence you find that you have to, because I cannot give you my money without getting something on you. Sure, sure. Of which now, right now, Right now is not transparent who is giving you but is in not getting in terms of because they don't know this thing goes under the carpet. Sure, now, Colani, we don't know how much is being invested. Kolani,
0: the point is well made there, and uh, I think you're touching on something there around the issue of transparency, which I want us to engage uh, with. Put Makosini. Uh, many people, Put Makosini, have suggested that uh, I guess we should just you know play open cards here, and um, you know everybody must disclose who funds them and to what tune. Um, and I'm quite interested, in I guess what what you see as the implications of doing so. Uh, many people in the ANC have suggested that. You know, people fund us on the condition of anonymity and that it uh, would potentially make it difficult uh, for us to continue to conduct our work if indeed we were to disclose this. And this is not something only in the ANC. I think across the political spectrum, uh, there's been some reluctance to disclose, uh, I guess, who funds who. Look, um, let me
1: give you uh, the the funders uh, or the donors' perspective, right? Um, I may be a donor, I I like uh, the DA's, I'm making an example, I like the DA's Mm. um, policies, uh, especially on property rights, I'm a white, uh, maybe aged person concerned about the wealth that I have created that I may lose, so I will find a political party that I will give my money to so that it can fund the cause that I believe in. This is genuine, there's no corruption, there's nothing, you know, I just believe in this party's policies, and I'm putting money into it. Now, if you are going to tell people that I put money into uh, the DA, I put 20 million into the DA, you are creating a whole lot of problems for me. Because one, my children are going to say, oh, you're not giving us money, but you're giving to (laughs) The community is, (laughs) is going to, you have a queue of people coming to your house, Asking for this, but you can give the a 20 million rand. You know, uh, other people, they might find themselves in a situation they are, where they are politically exposed. Mm. And maybe other people don't want to do business with them because you are politically exposed. You are associated. So um, even in the best case scenario, when there's no dirty money, there's nothing wrong, there's nothing. Even then, other people are not going to feel terribly comfortable with being revealed. As donors, and that may discourage them from donating. I think what we need to do, and I have said this before on many platforms, that we need to remove um, the, the strength and the power of money in politics. How you do it? You do it by taking away from political parties the responsibility to organize events. So, uh, you, you're not going to be uh, organizing events so that you can have a rally instead. Uh, there can be a, a media organization, for instance. Uh, it can be Metro FM that mm. can say, okay, we are going to have a debate. We want all the candidates come. What are you going to do on this one? What are you going to do on this? Mm. What are you going to do? So you have people talking there and being elected on the basis of their ideas and the things that they are going to do. So you remove the need money. But what happens in South Africa, unfortunately, if you cannot fill a stadium as a political party, the media are not interested in you. Hmm. So you cannot enter the political space meaningfully if you do not have the money to buy t-shirts and all the things that make the media attracted to you and give you coverage. So, all of us have a role to play in the media, the politicians themselves, so that we remove uh, the, the, you know, the, the the value of money in these debates, in these uh, political contestations, so that they are about ideas and not about money. That's my view.
0: Mm. Unfortunately, we have run out of time and uh, we'll have to leave it there. And maybe just a a brief one here, if I can get you a brief response on this one. Uh, The Public protector's pushed, I guess, for for much greater disclosure here of all of the funders. And uh, this, uh, I guess, uh, also uh, happens alongside a process that uh, has been uh, in the coming for for the last few years or so around uh, political party funding from a parliamentary perspective. uh, What response do we anticipate from the African National Congress here?
1: Look, I, I I I don't know how they are going to deal with this because they are themselves divided. You know, if you if you go to the ANC, mm, and there's uh, the NEC
0: this weekend, yeah, yeah. If, if if you can go to
1: the NEC, you know, and and put of Kwebane here, you'll get Masina, you know, Zondi zebasina and others on one side, and she's saying, wow, she's wonderful.
0: Now, put and
1: and then yeah. you yeah. have and others, <laughs> and then if you go, then there will be. Another, so this is when is, is becoming a, a, a football in a proxy war between two warring factions within the ANC. So I don't know if they can agree on her, to be mm. honest with you. I'm not sure.
0: Okay really appreciate you taking time out to speak to us this evening here on the Metro FM talk that there was Makwasinim Gigua a, a communication strategist and political commentator speaking to us uh, about uh, i guess uh, from a public relations perspective some of the things that have unfolded uh, in the recent while and more importantly, I guess uh, it 's thrown up uh, the big puzzle around how we fund uh, contests within political parties and uh, whether or not we need as are hundreds of millions in order to win a campaign of the ANC. Well, Put Makosini says to me, if if am not president the ANC, I'm not going to be a billion, but we'll have to leave it there uh, this evening. It's been a pleasure to be with you. Big thank you, Jaws, uh, and Agua Chola for putting together this great product. Have yourself a great evening. Take strength, Africa. Askakribi, ukwe yibanga le economy.